gas, which was already in short supply. And so, he decided to risk the remaining distance on foot, backpacking for a day with his gun drawn. Compared to that, the tree here was a safe haven. From a height, he enjoyed a clear view down over the forest, to the water, to the shore, past the man-made beach, the docks, the rustic vacation cabins clustered at the western inlet of sparkling Lake Onohoe. All calm. Still, he now felt a twitch of unease, as if something weren't right. He exhaled and studied the ring on the corpse. Grimy, but the thick gold band was visible enough. Twelve millimeter or so. Square diamonds in a milled linear pattern, a fit for the description Joan Rourke had given. Wives were good like that, he'd found. Men struggled for details. Funny how they always remembered the price. But the women... They'd draw a ring from memory if you gave them pen and paper. With his thumb, Marco idly played with the platinum band on his own left hand. It wobbled on his underweight finger. Only a matter of time, he knew, before it slipped past his knuckle in the middle of some craziness and plunked to the ground, unnoticed, gone. He had to start eating more, stop wasting away. Until then, he should just take the ring off, store it back at base when he was on a job, or maybe get a chain, wear it around his neck like a dog tag. Perfect, right? A reminder why he fought this war. Danielle. He didn't allow the thought to finish. He tucked the binoculars into the mesh side pocket of his pack and refocused his mind. The corpse. Yes, there was a good chance Marco had found Andrew Rourke. He glanced at the printout tacked to the canvas beside him a color photo Joan had scanned and sent from her home in the East, in the safe states, Rourke when he was alive. The photo was a headshot. Headshot, Marco thought wryly. Always aim for the head, the only way to kill a corpse for good. Taken from the annual report of Rourke's company, Tylex, some big Fortune 500 number, Andrew J. Rourke, CFO, an executive in his fifties, sharp suit, double chin, a chubby neck squeezed into a starched white collar. Rourke's cheeks were tinged red, his nose big with a round bridge that made him look like a large, goofy bird. But friendly, Marco had decided, a guy who laughed a lot. A good-sounding, unguarded laugh, a guy who didn't feel comfortable being boss, a guy who wore a baseball cap at the company picnic and wanted the lunchroom people to call him Andy. His eyes were a bright, insightful blue. His short hair glistened silver on the sides and dark across the top. The corpse below Marco had blind white sacks for eyes, a few strands of hair on a rotten scalp. But the rest is right, Marco thought, if you used your imagination. If you ignored the toll of two post-mortem years, the skin mottled like bad cheese now, the ears shriveled, the tip of the nose missing where something had gnawed the cartilage. Ignore all that, and what do you see? Marco nodded. He was almost certain the thing down there was Rourke. And yet, he couldn't know for a fact. Not until he saw that ring up close. 1.2 Moving slowly to minimize noise, Marco reached down next to himself in the blind and retrieved his rifle. 
a sleek Ruger 1A he'd been lucky to find last year beside the mutilated body of a hunter in Utah. A good weapon, long-barreled but not too heavy, built for mountain killing, accurate at 300 yards, serious punch. He trained the scope on the corpse. Miraculously, it had caught something, a frog hiding in the mud. One flipper, crooked and green, popped from the corpse's fist, kicking at the air. The dead man flattened its hand against its mouth, shoving mud and frog inside, and bit down with a vicious jerk of the head. Brown sludge oozed from its teeth. Marco shuddered. Bad luck for Kermit there. That was the problem with hiding places. Down in the mud, up in a tree. You think you're safe until you're not. The joints in Marco's neck cracked as he scanned the forest below him and to the sides, searching for irregular shadows between the straight charcoal trunks. He listened for the crack.